two, one. Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, June 1st, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And Coach, we were joking just before the show, I thought I, I wrote down May 1st by accident, but it's June 1st, which usually means the NBA Finals is right around the corner, but we're still early in the playoffs here. Yeah, yeah, it has definitely changed. I remember uh, crowning champions that maybe second week of June at the very latest, and now we're all the way into uh, July. So we got a long ways to go, which is great for us. I don't want basketball to go away, but, uh, you know, we've got some intense games, two, three-game slates that will go down to two and one-game slates. So it's going to be we got a long ways to go till we have a champ here. And with all of these injuries, which it's mind-bending, uh, Andrew, I, you know, I was looking at that today. I don't remember a playoffs with this many injuries ever. Have, do you? No. I mean, big guys, too, with Westbrook questionable. Now today we've got AD looking like he probably won't play. And these are right. slate changers, especially on small slates. Yeah. Embiid. Mitchell was out initially, Chris Paul. I mean, you could go on and on and on. You take the top, like, 25 guys in the playoffs, literally half of them have gotten hurt. So I don't know if it's, you know, a coincidence, condensed schedule, not enough time off between the bubble and, the, you know, the whole COVID thing. Who knows? But I can tell you that I followed this closely since probably, I'd say, the mid-'70s. And that's a long time. I, I don't remember anything like this. So it's more than likely the champion may be just who has the ability to stay healthy. That's what it may come down to. That is going to be huge this year, no doubt about it. And yeah. we do have some question marks in game one here. Boston, sure Brooklyn, do. 730 tip. And it is yeah. the highest total with the biggest spread. So very interesting scenario here. Total of 232 and a half. And Brooklyn favored by 12.5 on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. Yeah. Uh, this is an elimination game for Boston. And both sides had their guys play big minutes down to the wire in the last one. Will it happen again? Well, we don't think Kemba and Robert Williams are going to be involved in it either way, as they're both doubtful. And they both right. sat out the last one. So we'll probably get another spot start from Langford. Um, you know, Tatum. Backed it up with another huge game. Uh, he's expensive, but this offense has to run through him without Kemba. Marcus Smart is squarely in play for me as that sidekick now to Tatum, uh, obviously involved on both ends. So right. I like I like both those guys as considerations. You know, I don't see any reason why they won't play heavy minutes here uh, with with the season on the line. Tristan Thompson. Uh, didn't quite have the game four that he did before game three. Didn't have the the the, the game three type game in game four. Uh, right. You know they did a better job on the defensive glass against him. A little bit of foul trouble, um, but he's still in consideration. Um, on the bench, uh, Jabari Parker back in the mix with 16 minutes, double digit points. Uh, he's a three K range on both sides. I like him a little bit more on DraftKings at three thousand and. Uh, Pritchard played pretty well with 24 minutes. He obviously got a big bump with Kemba out. And I do prefer him over Romeo Langford. Right. Uh, Langford, you know, he's a starter. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that matters here with these value plays. But 
he's just not a stat stuffer. He's really not. He's out there playing some defense, running around, not really heavily involved. But when Pritchard's out there, he's got the ball. He's making things happen. So I'd rather go Pritchard over Langford if you're going to look there. I'd rather go Jabari Parker over Grant Williams. Again, just more of an offensive-minded player with with a better upside. Um, but you don't have to go to the Boston bench here. It's just a possibility. But I do like uh, Tatum and Smart here as as possibilities. Yeah, I mean, you could be right on. I mean, it, it's a tough call. I mean, you know, the thing that gets me here is, you know, I would love to be able to just uh, pass a lot on this game, but that two, it's all the way up to 234. I just clicked on bet online. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, bet us, bet us has it at 234, and it was 232 and a half earlier. So it's not only a large number, it's going up. And when you compare it, you know, to the 226 in the next game, it's you know, decent, but 207 and a half in that last game. I mean, we're talking an enormous amount of potential DFS points that it's very hard to leave on the table. But, you know, I my gut feeling is, and sometimes in these type of scenarios, you have to go with what you're seeing. I just think that it's over for Boston. I think Brooklyn just lays it to them here. I don't see this being a game at all. I think, you know, not being able to have uh, Kemba and Williams, uh, and just being so shorthanded and just fighting for their lives every game. I just don't. Uh, I don't think this stays a game for very long. I think Brooklyn really hands it to them. And I know people because of that two thirty not four number are going to stack this game or at least have some really good exposure. But I'm not going to. I'm going to take a stand here not be heavy in this game and try to load up the key guys specifically in the next game, Andrew, but even some in that last game. So the Durant, Irving, Harden, phenomenal three, I think they split it up enough to not pay up for them. Um, There is a possibility in that whole thought of possible blowout that, you know, I may especially in a GPP, take a chance with a Joe Harris or a Tyler Johnson, um, somebody like that that is going to get mop-up duty extra minutes uh, as the bigs, the three big guys uh, sort of split it. So looking for value on that side. And then on the other side, you know, Tatum I've gone with just as an automatic plug-and-play. But, you know, his his usage has been off the charts, 40 minutes again, um, you know, but his price is there. And I think I'm going to I think I'm just going to swallow hard here and, and, and fade him. Uh, he'll be the highest owned player on the slate. And I just, you know, I, I feel like the time is up for the Celtics and they're going to see the handwriting on the wall. And uh, I think Tatum can get to 5x, but I'm going to look for some guys. Uh, at these, you know, higher prices that I think in closer games can get to seven or eight x. So, the I do like a secondary guy for Boston, maybe a Marcus Smart being the main guy. Uh, I think you know he'll get all the minutes he can, and certainly nobody has more fight than him. So it's going to be very contrarian, but I'm going to be very light on this game. A couple of value plays. And I'm going to focus on these next two games, believe it or not. 
Yeah, I, I, I understand why you would take that approach. And despite my support for Tatum, in my description, the first lineup I built did not have Tatum in it. It did have Marcus wow. Smart. Um, and I agree that that's a real concern here. Um, tough spot for Boston, no doubt about it. And definitely all the key guys for Brooklyn were excellent. They played big minutes in the last game, but can can we expect that? Will it be necessary? They're now in the position where I was describing with Philly on the last slate I was on, where if they're ready to close it out and they're about to, and they're up 15 in the fourth, are they going to play the key guys the extra five minutes? I don't think they will. I don't either. So, By the way, I, I feel even better now about my pick of Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn wins the whole thing. I really do. I, I just, that firepower with those three guys and then everybody else getting injured and dinged, I don't know how anybody's going to be able to beat them four games with those three superstars. That's just me. But I think you're right, and I think that plays into what they're thinking, and I don't think they force those guys to get the extra minutes. I think they let the Bruce Browns and Joe Harris's and Tyler Johnson's finish up uh, games like this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the injuries at the top of the show. Maybe Brooklyn has lucked out here where they kind of got their injuries out of the way towards the end of the regular right. season. Now everybody's healthy, and they will be extremely hard to beat if they stay that way. Um, yeah. And then, you know, if you look at a value play, I, I think I would prefer Bruce Brown the most, but he's always questionable for me because he can disappear and not do too much. But he's a good price on DraftKings. So if you do project the blowout, <clears throat> he is my favorite play as a value over uh, Johnson and Harris. Harris, you know, on a different price tier there, around five thousand. So true. You know, this I agree. This is, you know, potentially the highest scoring game, but very risky uh, to pay up here. And I would like to spend more in game two. So let's let's head to game two. Let's it do is. it. I, I do think game one, by the way, will be the highest zone. Okay. You know, so that's a nice edge for us, too. Yeah, so Portland-Denver. If yeah. people look at the last total, uh, Boston-Brooklyn, 267 points in the last game, Coach. Portland and Denver, only 210. That wow. That took a nosedive three games before that. We're all in the 230s, and the total today is 226. Denver favored by two. But the last game was a blowout. And nobody on Denver played 30 minutes. Uh, you know now they're going back home. It's it's tied up, and this is the pivotal game that we always talk about here. Game five, two two, um, huge game. I think whoever wins tonight wins the series. That's how it usually happens in this context. Right. So I think we get a much more competitive, close, high scoring game than in game four. Um, on the Portland side, I'll start with those visitors. You know, the thing that jumped out in the last game is uh, some of these Portland guys did play in the 30s minutes, and Lillard only took 10 shots. They got the I, ball I, out. His hand talk more. about tough defense, yeah. man. Yeah, CJ picked it up, had more chances, 9 for 19. Powell yeah. was great as a scorer. Um, Covington solid again. Um, I, so CJ McCollum, again, I prefer him a little bit more to Lillard. I mean, you know, even if they're going to get the same amount of shots with his price discount, it's very appealing to me. But if he's going to get more shots uh, some of these games, yeah, <laughs> then, you know, that makes sense to me to look there. 
Uh, Covington, I really like his price as a value guy, getting big minutes, doing a little bit of everything. Nurkic is playable. You know, he's a big savings from Jokic. Um, we also have Aiton in that price range. You know, Tristan Thompson cheaper. I think center's a tough decision today on FanDuel because I think it the is. guys are fairly priced and they're they're pretty attractive. Uh, not too interested in the Portland bench here, but, you know, like you, I'd like to get uh, probably at least a couple guys from each side. I think my favorite on the Portland side right now would be McCollum and Covington. Very good. You know, I'm, yeah, this is the game. This is my stack game, and this is where I'm going to spend two-thirds of my salary right off the bat. Um, I'm going right to Dame. I mean, one for ten last game, seriously. Um, that's just not going to happen again. And the fact that he's back home, you know, this is this game will probably decide, like you said, the, the series. I, I have no problem paying up for him. It's not like they did anything phenomenally defensively to change, you know, him not getting shots. He just <clears throat> wasn't hitting them, and, you know, McCullum was hot. And so, you know, generally that flips around, and I, I think Lillard, uh, Lillard's the man. Now, there's two scenarios I'm looking at right now. One where I would, would uh, roster Lillard and McCullum, uh, and then one where I would go Lillard, and then a couple of secondary guys in Powell and Covington. I like the Covington price uh, also. So I'm, you know, that's where I'm looking right directly at uh, here. Uh, Nurkic again. You're right. He's playable. Um, the guys off the bench, Anthony Simon, just too much risk there, in my opinion. You know, it's it's this starting five that you got to focus on. And I'm going to have two or three of them. Um, Covington's hard to pass up. Anybody that keeps getting upper 30s minutes at that price, I'm surprised they haven't raised his price a little bit, but we'll take it. We need all the value we can get. So I'm with you on that. Uh, I think I'm going right to the heavy hitters. And then on the other side, it's I'm going Joker. I, I think he's my center. And that's, you know, I just announced basically <laughs> eight-tenths of my salary, it seems like, but... You know, I think the Joker steps up here. I mean, this he's been fantastic, uh, you know, and even in this game where, you know, the minutes got spread around uh, a little bit toward the end, he's he just consistently getting the minutes and producing and just a quadruple threat, really, to, to get it done. So uh, after that, I'm going to have to find value, a couple of value guys. Um, as painful as it is, I am going to consider Gordon for a second just because of the cheap price, but he is he is hard to stomach the way he's played. Um, I'm not going to be able to afford the Porter side. You know, the question then is Rivers, Composo, Morris. Those are the three guys that I think are, going to, are in consideration for I'm probably going to roster one of them because I think they're all going to get mid-20s. One of them will get probably 30. And that's, that's what I'm digging in on. You know, which D Denver guard do I want to go to? Um, I'm hoping people will go to Marcus Howard because he played 27 minutes and was 3 for 14 from the field. That was, to me, that was uh, an outlier. I don't think they're going to do that again. And, and I'm sure he'll get ownership. But I prefer the trio of Rivers, Composito, and Morris. And starting to lean slightly to Morris, 
because of the price, and he is the vet of the three. He's healthier. He got 12 shots up last game. So, you know, this this is going to be a high-exposure game. I think that uh, I'm with you, and I'm glad you had, you know, shared the stats to prove it. I think this game could uh, rival the Boston-Brooklyn game in total points. I really do. And, you know, with the, the studs, with Lillard, uh, you know, on the one side with either McCollum and Powell, and Covington, and then stacking up uh, backwards to get that correlation here with the man, the MVP, the Joker, and uh, probably one of the guards, at least, with Rivers Composo and leaning towards Morris. Yeah, I'm pretty similar with you on the Denver side. Jokic squarely in play. I do think he bounces back, and he's more like the MVP, like he was in games one, two, and three. Right. Uh, don't want to pay up for Porter Jr., the way that he's been uninvolved. Don't you know how many shots he got last game? Like five. Three. Yeah. How is that possible? Not good. I mean, like the I said. dude never saw a shot he didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gordon, I don't like his minutes or his usage, so I'm not going there. He's I, I, playing so bad. Yeah. He really is. I will look at these guards, though, like you. I like Compasso, uh, Morris squarely in play. I like them both a little bit better than Rivers. We, we've seen he's been a little bit dinged up. We, yeah. we know he's volatile to begin with. Hugely. Uh, I like, GPP guy, probably. You're right. Yeah, I like the. I can rely a little bit more on, on Monte Morris, I think. Uh, and I agree. Howard, I think. Uh, I don't think he's worth playing. Jermichael Green, uh, playable if you need a value. Another value forward. Uh, he showed, you know, recently he's got... The upside, uh, pretty dynamic. He'll hit threes. He'll drive to the basket. He'll get rebounds. So he's playable. Um, but, yeah, this is this is going to be key for us tonight, Coach. We need high-scoring, close battle here in Denver. Game five, um, looking like that's the trend here as opposed to Boston-Brooklyn. Yeah, and we may be you know in the minority here. We're going to have to get Joe Stanton on the line because it's time for him to call in his Nuggets uh, – mojo here you know what i'm saying (laughs) that's right absolutely well before we get to game three just want to invite folks to join us as a member at dfscoachtalk.com try out our three-day pass for 10 bucks and grab our lineups this week and with any membership you get all of our sports so you get our baseball lineups we've been solid there get our golf lineups they'll be coming out tomorrow so perfect time to join dfscoachtalk.com any questions Reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can also find the coach at J O E S A R V A D I. You can find me at Language Olympic. And on YouTube, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to that channel. We appreciate everybody who's been jumping on that bandwagon. And uh, we're just growing the family here. So we'd love your support there. Absolutely. A quick thumbs up, a quick subscribe, and hit that alert button up in the top corner. We would really appreciate that. Excellent. All right, game three, coach. Let's wrap it up strong here. Maybe stronger than we'll get for DFS output because this is by far the lowest total on the board. LA Phoenix, 207.5. Phoenix favored by five because Mr. Anthony Davis is doubtful. That's the way we look at it with the groin issue. Uh, We also have Pope. uh, KCP is questionable. Uh, Chris Paul probable on the other side. We know he played through that shoulder issue in the last game and played well. Yeah. 
He looked good, you know. So this is another 2-2 game, Coach. Wouldn't surprise me if it was a real battle, but these have been much lower scoring games than Portland-Denver. 189, 211, 204, and back under 200 in the last one at 192. Crazy. Uh, not expecting big points. We have great defense here. Top 10 on both sides. Lakers number one in the NBA. Uh, we are missing AD, so that does change things. You know, Better matchup for Phoenix. More usage to go around for LA. Uh, LBJ is the first guy to consider. Now, his usage will certainly go up, uh, but this is a tough series for him. You know, The highest fantasy point total he's had in these four games is 46 on fantasy. That's amazing. So yeah. at 10,000, if he hits that, that's 4.6. That doesn't quite cut it. No. Will he do more uh, in this pivotal game five? I think he's going to give it his best effort. I think he's playable. I don't think he's a must play because of his price, uh, but he's, he's really important here, and he'll be in some lineups for me. Kuzma. Uh, going to be that running bait, most likely, who finally stepped up when AD went down and had a reasonable output and, and performance and uh, involvement. And his price is still cheap. I mean, 4600 4300 um, You know, he's not he's not easy to trust. But if AD is ruled out ahead of time, I will be playing Kuzma in a lot of lineups. Don't, don't know if I'll go with any of the other starters for the Lakers. I certainly don't want to get three of them out there. Um, Schroeder got some good shot attempts, but was uh, you know came down to earth three for thirteen. He's still pretty yeah. pricey. Drummond didn't get ver- very many minutes. Gasol no. stepped up and broke the slate off the bench. Uh, That's crazy. That's where everybody's going to probably go to now yeah. all of a sudden. And he'll be locked in for you. I know it, 100%. Both sites. He'll be locked in on the bench uh, eating yeah. popcorn. <laughs> yeah. he's. They really price him up on FanDuel 52. I think that's a little much on this slate. 3,600 on DraftKings. I think you could look at that. Uh, he did play great, though. I got to take my hat off to him, too. Yeah. I love when the old guys that are just about done can ratchet it up and find something, you know? Was, I was happy for him. Yeah, and he didn't really like the fact that they added these bigs during the season and nope. Drummond and company. You know, he was planning to be that star, uh, starter on a championship yeah. contender, and so he's he's fighting back and, you know, playing well here and there. Um, Caruso is a good price for his minutes. You know, he's, he's always an option if you have to go down to that range. Uh, yeah. But, again, I don't want to get a bunch of Lakers here. Uh, so that'd be more of a one-game slate type breakdown. You know, on the main slate, I'm looking at maybe LeBron, probably Kuzma, and that's probably it for most lineups. You know, I, I really this isn't going to be a hard one for me because you know LeBron has done LeBron kind of things for all these years, and he is a kind of the kind of guy that steps up in the big moments. We've seen it over and over again. And he's really a one-man show here without AD because everybody else literally on this entire team has proven at one point or another that they're just not that good, certainly not consistent. I mean, there's not a guy in that bunch that you mentioned, you know, that I would, would say, okay, this, this guy's going to go in there, play huge minutes, and be a, a great second guy for James. I don't trust Kuzma at all. Caruso has a lot of courage out there, but... You know, I don't know how much actual DFS skills he has to get all the points that you need. So for me, I w- you know, it's going to come down to roster construction with the salary. If 
If I don't go with a second big Portland guy like like uh, McCullum, uh, and and try to just go with maybe a Lillard and Covington there, then I'm going to try to squeeze LeBron in. But there, you know, if I do, I'll probably do two lineups and have LeBron in one, and then uh, a total Lakers fade in the other. Uh, just I think people are going to try to cherry pick at least one of these guys, whether it be Schroeder, Drummond. Kuzma, Caruso, Gasol, those guys are all going to get play. And I just, I don't trust a single one of them. I mean, you look at their shot totals, all that group I mentioned, you know, was single digit shot attempts, except for Schroeder and Kuzma, who got 11 and 13, but they, they really didn't do that much with them. They didn't get the ancillary numbers that you need, uh, the periphery stats. So for me, it's pretty easy. I think the Lakers are in big trouble if, and I think that LeBron at least is going to make this a game and uh, really try to step up. But let's not forget Phoenix's defense is just about as good as LA. It really is close. I know LA was one for the year, but with Davis off the floor, I would put these defenses as equal and Phoenix has proven game after game that they get after it. I mean, Mikel Bridges is a future to me, a future first-team all-defensive player. You know, if I'm going to pick up game, Jay Crowder's my first pick because he will kill you before he lets you score. I love that guy as far as how hard he plays. And the, the difference maker in this series for me, he only got eight shots the last game, and I know he was highly owned, but he got 17 rebounds again, and it's it's Aiton. You know, Aiton has been uh, really impressive, and... Um, you know, the, the two variant uh, lineups I'm going to put together, the one that has LeBron, I won't be able to do it, but the one that I'm not using LeBron on, I may put uh, Aiton as a second center. And I know for me that's huge because I haven't rostered him since I had hair, I think. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, with on Yahoo and DraftKings, it would be nice you know, to have the Joker and Aiton plugged in there and then making it work around those guys. So that's a potential uh, situation. Now, Booker and Paul, for me, I think they're both terrific. But low-scoring game, they're sharing the ball. If Paul was still hurt a lot, I would say Booker was the guy. But, you know, Paul's a leader. He looked fine to me in that last game. So with more rest and more treatments, I think he'll be himself. So I think it helps Phoenix's chances a lot to win this game. But I don't want to spend up for either one because they're both so expensive. And I think they split that. So I would go here value-wise with Bridges, Crowder, or Payne. I think, you know, Payne's now, you know, consistently through the season, end of the season and through the playoffs is getting 25 to 30 minutes a game uh, and playing a ton of minutes off the bench. So, I think you can find great value on the Phoenix side and, you know, probably just LeBron or bust on the other, uh, the other portion of the, this slate. So it's, I'm excited to see these games though. These two, two games are going to be absolutely fantastic. You know, some of these games yesterday were, were not that great, but I think we're going to see much better basketball tonight. Yeah, on the on the Phoenix side for me, I agree. Aiton's in play. He's been really solid this series. You know, a little bit expensive, especially on FanDuel up to seventy eight hundred. Yeah, gets real tough he was, for him. He's to get. really gone up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
you know, he is cheaper on DraftKings, and you get the two center uh, possibility. So maybe he makes it in over there. But Chris Paul is 800 cheaper, um, and you know, 6600 for Chris Paul, I think, is a good price if because he does seem to be trending towards better health. If he makes a couple three pointers to go along with everything else he does, then that could be yeah. a real nice price. Um, I prefer Crowder over Bridges as a value play. Uh, and I do think he's a, a pretty solid price here. He's gone up a little bit on FanDuel to 5500 but he can still uh, create value with, with that price. Definitely. Um, Payne really been playing great. Uh, he's been priced up a little bit, so he's not my favorite on this slate, uh, but still within the realm of consideration. I uh, don't think I'll go with any of the other bench guys on Phoenix. So... Um, you know, even though it is um, the lowest total, and I think it will be the lowest scoring game, I could see myself having a, a couple guys here, two or three, just really because of the pricing. You know, guys like Chris Paul at 6,600 is uh, on DraftKings is, you know, just a better consideration for me than if he was close to 8,000 like he has been before. Yeah, he's, I mean, his value is great, and I think a lot of people will go there, but you know, there's always that outside fear that he tweaks that shoulder or yeah. bangs it. You know, that's the that's the scary part. But I I agree with you. His price is great. Uh, do you know who the all time leader in the history of the NBA since the very beginning? It has the best assist to turnover ratio. Is it Chris Paul? It is Chris Paul, and you know what? It's not close. Like he he trounces guys like John Stockton and all these guys. Mm-hmm. It, it's so much so that it's it's really amazing. He, or if you remember, we talked about it during the the season. He had a stretch where he had forty three assists and one turnover. Right. Yeah. And this game here, he's playing hurt. They're hounding the hell out of him with two guys. He goes nine assists, zero turnovers. I mean, you talk about one of the greatest point guards in the history of the NBA. I mean, you can't argue it. He really is. He really, really is. He but. really combines the the handle with the <clears throat> the maturity, the experience, uh, yeah. the, the craftiness to know Amazing. how to, to know how to get to where he wants to go. With whether he's going to work into one of those fifteen to seventeen foot fallaways where he's shooting over a taller defender, and he's always able to get the shot off with with the fallaway, or he's working towards an assist. I mean, he is he is a master. I. It baffles me. I mean, do you know that how close a turnover to an assist is? Like he threads the needle. It's not like he's getting these, you know, secondary assists. Right. Or but or, or not the, taking any risk or not yeah. making tough passes. I mean, you know, it's it, it's unbelievable to me, and that's that it goes understated because turnover assist ratio as a coach, that's that's your favorite stat for your guards because yeah, it's great, you know, when a Harden or a a jar or these guys, you know, get nine, twelve to ten or twelve assists. But a lot of times you look, they got five or six or seven turnovers. So, you know, it's different when you add that up statistically and what it does for your team. But Paul just I, I mean, I just am amazed. I I I looked at it this game and watched it closer because I thought this is gonna be tough for him. Banged up against the best defense uh in the entire league and let's see what he does and Lo and behold, there he goes, nine and zero. So, I, I respect him greatly. I just, you know, I, I, it's tempting at that price. It makes it extremely tempting. He will be high owned, 
But I just, uh, it feels like there's such a shared team. You know, we've talked about that all year. Yep. And it's just like no one seems to just dominate and have massive games. They they really do it together. So that makes it a decision that's, that's not easy to make. But when you look at the price that I, you made a good point. I mean, Payne's price has gone up. You know, these guys' prices have gone up and Paul's has gone down. So I don't know if it's the algorithm because he missed the game or I believe it might be. And so it may force force the hand to play him. But I don't think he's just a smash spot. He's safe, I think, for maybe getting to value. But uh, we got to keep him healthy. And as we've seen, you know, yesterday was, you know, I mean, you almost have to laugh. You, you know, you, you get two guys hurt in the first quarter, two guys in foul trouble. It's like, what the hell's going on here? But, I mean, that's 75% of the DFS world were shaking their heads the same way. So it's, you know you got to avoid the landmines, let's face it. And you can figure it out as best as you can. But, you know, some of that's the little part of the element, Andrew, that is pure luck. <laughs> yeah, that's get, for sure. You get a guy like Embiid going down early, it's uh, that's tough to overcome. But that's I, the, I waved the white flag for the first yeah. time this season. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty of DFS and the NBA playoffs. We're back here again with another slate uh, yes. and all these challenges uh, in terms of pricing and options. So, we're going to crush it here this afternoon with our final decisions. Again, invite you folks to join us for our lineups tonight. We give out full lineups on FanDuel, Cash, GPP, full Yahoo lineup, Core on DraftKings for GPP and Cash. So DFSCoachTalk.com, grab a membership. We'll get you into our Discord with an email. Uh, just do it about an hour ahead of the lock, and we'll get you in there because we give out the lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before lock. So that's the way to find us. Uh, and of course, you can continue to find us wherever you're listening or watching because we're going to be here seven days a week. So we appreciate all of your support on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.